So we are resuming today our study of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 11, chapter 22, known as the Aila Gita, King Purnivava's realized lamentation. Uh, we're up to text number 19, or 19 and 20 here, done to, uh, together. Since we've had a break, uh, let me just remind you what's been going on. Uh, we've had the, the story about Purnivava earlier in the Bhagavatam. Uh, and his attachment to Urvasi, the Apsara, uh, something like better than the most attractive sex symbol, movie star, Albar Day. Uh, so, uh, now, here... Uh, Krishna is relating this uh, song of lamentation, call a lamentation of the Puruva, um, uh, when he was uh, uh, rejected by Urvasi and uh, we've given him actually good instructions and he ignored it. Uh, he's uh, gone to a heavenly planet, joined there. Uh, so, here his song is given uh, by Krishna uh, to emphasize the importance of human life and what can be achieved and how not to waste it in sense gratification. Uh, in the third verse of this chapter, uh, he then says the way to waste life is to associate with materialists. Uh, that is to say, uh, that association is based on uh, sense gratification, sexual, gastronomical, whatever. Uh, and so he says the following song was sung by the famous emperor Purugava and deprived of his wife, Uvashi. He was at first bewildered, but by controlling his lamentation, he began to feel detachment. And then with seven, we began to get his Gita. Uh, and he says that he's awakening up, he's sort of come to his senses, lamenting his delusion. His heart was so polluted by lust, his life was passing on and on. And although he's an emperor, the crown jewel of all kings on earth, as he puts it, still, 
I'm the plaything of this woman. She controls me. I control everything, and she controls me. Uh, and when she rejected me, left me alone, I was just like a helpless, like a madman. Uh, lost all shame. So he tells his uh, laments like this and um, regrets his loss of self-esteem because of what he went through. And then, uh, after he goes through that, he then, in text 14, says, even then, uh, after he had been with her for so many years, his lusty desires still didn't go away. They got worse and worse. Uh, and he used the example like a fire that can never be extinguished by the oblations of ghee poured into its flames, which seems to be an allusion to the fact that uh, the beginning of Treta Yuga is with, with Pururava offering sacrifice to go to the heavenly planets uh, to enjoy there. And, but then he says, uh, uh, with 15, but now who can save me? It's simply the Supreme Lord, he says, with, with, with text uh, 15. And then he begins to blame himself. At first, it sounds like pretty much blaming her, but uh, in 15, he turns to, to the Lord uh, uh, and, and then he now focuses with 16, it's my intelligence which became dull, I failed to control my senses, even she gave me wise counsel, but I was so attracted to the beautiful lips that were saying those wise things. <laughs> I didn't uh, listen to what she said. Uh, so then he takes the blame in 17. How can I blame her for my trouble? When I myself am ignorant of my real spiritual nature, I didn't control my senses like a person... And here's this example from Vedanta Caesar rope as a snake. That is to say, he's completely illusioned. You impose your ideas. Uh, and then uh, with text 18, he then uh, another uh, kind of meditation, sometimes indulged in by simple people. Uh, excuse me, by saintly people about the, when we get attached to a material body, uh, sometimes uh, think of what it's really like inside and, and, and so on. And this tube within a tube and so on. Anyway, so he goes through that. We read some Jonathan Swift poems along those lines, if you remember. Uh, so now uh, we are up to text number 19 and 20. What he has said in, 
18, what is this polluted body anyway, so filthy, full of bad odors? I was attracted by the fragrance and beauty of a woman's body, but what are these so-called attractive features? They are simply a false covering created by illusion. Uh, so now we get to text 19. Continues. Uh, his realized knowledge is there. So uh, I'll read 19 and 20. They're given together here. Um, uh, although Vishnu Chakravarti Taku treats them separately. Um, so it goes like this. It says, Vitrokim swam nubhariya swaminogne swakridrayaho vayoho kim atmana kim suritam ityo nabhishyate tasmin kale vare medhyaye medhyaye skishne tasmin kale vare medhyaye tukshanishte shadichate ahusubhadram sunasam susitam jamukam sriyaha so the translation of these two verses, one can never decide whose property the bodily the body actually is. Does it belong to one's parents who have given birth to it, or to one's wife who gives it pleasure, or to one's employer who orders the body around? Is it the property of the funeral fire or of the dogs and jackals who may ultimately devour it? Is it the property of the indwelling soul who partakes in its happiness and distress? Or does the body belong to intimate friends who encourage and help it? Although a man never definitely ascertains the proprietor of the body, he becomes most attached to it. The material body is a polluted material form headed toward a lowly destination Yet when a man stares at the face of a woman, he thinks, what a good-looking lady. What a charming nose she's got. And see her beautiful smile. Uh, now, you can see this uh, translation uh, is expanded because it begins, Pitro Kim Swam whether it is the property of Pitro, uh, the parents, Swam, here Swam, its own. Does it, does it, is it, does it belong, is it the, that which is the own, owned by the parents, Pitro? Nu, uh, or, uh, Nu kind of expresses a sense of doubt, or maybe uh, the wife, or maybe the Swamina. The employer, it's translated here in the word for it. It means master or lord, whoever your boss is, <laughs> I guess. The swami, the swamis, <laughs> uh, or the fire, or shva is a dog, or gudra is a vulture. Whether of the soul itself, whether of friends, uh, that's, you can't decide. Uh, we're attached to it, we think of it as ours, but all these others have claims on it. No, no, no. You see how they've expanded in the, in the translation. 
that comes from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport. Because basically it says, does it belong to the parents? Does it belong to the wife, to the employer or master? The funeral fire, the dog, the jackals. Well, so Vishnu Chakravarti says, even one's own body is subject to projected qualities arising from lack of discrimination. Does the body belong to one's parents because they produced it? Does it belong to the wife because she gives it pleasure? Does it belong to the employer because it gives him pleasure? Does it belong to the create cremation fire because it is offered into the fire as an oblation at death? Does it belong to dogs and jackals because they devour it? Does it belong to the soul, since the soul experiences happiness and distress that the body creates? Does it belong to friends who assist it? This cannot be determined. So you say it's mine, you identify with it, but all kinds of people have claims on it. Uh, that's, that's the idea. And that, so that's where they get this kind of expanded uh, idea that they put in the translation here. One can, does it belong to one's parents and given birth and so on. They take, this is all taken from Krishna uh, Chakravarti Thakur uh, uh, commentary. Uh, uh. But then they go on and say, although a man never definitely ascertains the pride to a body, he becomes most attached to it. Well, in the Sanskrit, uh, uh, that's not there. It just becomes... Uh, the next verse, Tasmin Kalevare Hamedye, one becomes a... Visajite, one becomes a chast. Aho. Aho is like, alas. <laughs> you know. Uh, one becomes attached... Uh, to that body, which is uh, a media, uh translated here as abominable, a media. You know the word media. You may be familiar with it. Means a sacrifice. So something that's not fit for sacrificial performance. Uh, something impure or foul. Right. Uh, just like when we go on the altar, you if you, you if you if you wear your dhoti into the bathroom, you have to put on a clean dhoti, you know that kind of so a media, something that's like not fit, and it even a medium means excrement. Uh, uh, so this is, is translated here as abominable. Uh, it's it has these two. It's abominable. And Tushanishte headed toward a low destination. A low. Uh, um, um, uh, here in the purport, it said the phrase Tucha means something that's insignificant or bad. Tushanishte. Uh, the word nishta, you know, we know, we know the word nishta from being fixed. 
but the word nishta also means uh, the culmination of something. Uh, if you fix to something, you come to an end. Uh, so, yeah, the end of something uh, is, is nishta. Uh, so, this is completion. So, it's, it's a slow destination. Uh, the phrase tucha nishte, or headed toward a low destination, indicates that if buried, the body will be consumed by worms. If burned, it will be turned to ashes. If dying in a lonely place, it will be consumed by dogs and vultures. So that's what the body is. It's headed toward a low place. People have sometimes... Um, uh, uh, indulged in the practice of carrying around memento moris, reminders of death. Uh, uh, the famous uh, poet John Donne, who was also a clergyman, uh, had his portrait painted while he was in his winding cloth, you know, his burial shroud, or kept his burial shroud around it. Uh, like that's so every time you look at his state picture, you know, you would, you would see, where are you going? Don't become proud. Remember. And uh, and people would keep the famous Duyer engraving of St. Jerome in his study, and the saint has a human skull on his desk. Well, not because he's studying anatomy. He's remembering what his destination is, this Tutsa Nishta, uh, that he's uh, headed toward. So this was a common practice. It's, not indulged on very much nowadays, but uh, you're supposed to, I think, highly of yourself, right? Uh, uh, so here, uh, uh, this is headed toward a lowly destination. I think Vishnu Chakravarti Taco gives an alternative idea. Let's see for this text. Uh, Oh, it's either it ends in a condemned state or headed for an insignificant planet. You could be going down to that's the other other thing. So uh, one's body is like that, or you see somebody else. Uh, oh, Subhadram! Oh, how nice! Subhadram! What a beautiful nose! Subhadram! What a beautiful smile and face! You know. Yeah all these things. So this is this is the idea of imposing one thing on top of something else, illusory superimposition. Uh, uh, that's uh, what happens. So then we see, we go on here, uh, text 21, uh, continue along the same lines, uh, uh, here's an inventory of the interior of the body. Tvannamsa kudira snayu nedhomajasti sambhatau dinmutra puyeram matam kriminam kiyadantaram What difference is there between ordinary worms and persons who try to enjoy this material body, 
composed of skin, flesh, blood, mucus, fat, marrow, bone, stool, urine, and pus. There's the ingredients. Pluck, mamsa, skin. Mamsa is flesh, root dura, blood, snayu, muscles, and sinews, made fat, mudja, bone marrow, ashti, bone, uh, uh, and then also composed of vit, mutra, and puye, stool, urine, and pus. Uh, he's always got some infection somewhere. <laughs> you roll, or you, and to enjoy it, What's the difference between you and the worms that eat, eat such things as their regular diet? You're enjoying it one way, they're enjoying it another way. Uh, so this is that kind of uh, meditation that uh, is uh, there for our enlightenment. If you just ever get attached to the body, you can read these parts. <laughs> and think how wonderful it is. You tell people, oh, don't be so morbid. <laughs> Look at the bright side. Uh, then he says, uh, text 22, Tapi Nodpusajjeta Yet, even one who theoretically understands the actual nature of the body should never associate with women or men attached to women. After all, the contact of the senses with their objects inevitably agitates the mind. So you may know this perfectly well, you may understand it clearly, yet as soon as you get in a company of uh, people with the enjoying spirit, it seems to all fly away and you, you forget it. Your mind becomes... Uh, Attracted. So, so now we kind of start to focus on the problem of the mind. Here. Uh, so he continues with text 23. Adristad ashutad bhavan nabhava upajayate Sampranyunjata pranan samyati stimitamanaha. The translation, because the mind is not disturbed by that which is neither seen nor heard, the mind of a person who restricts the material senses will automatically be checked in its material activities and become pacified. Uh, so this is... So if he, he's talking about the attractiveness of sex objects. So if you don't see them or hear about them, you turn off that 
TV, <laughs> whatever, uh, uh, you'll get uh, the mind will become pacified. He says. Here they're using the word prana, the vital airs, uh, as translated as the senses. Uh, uh, it's because senses be for one who is not using the senses because the prana is the that living force is what makes the senses work. Uh, 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 especially the active senses. Um, um, so he says here, uh, uh, then if you don't it, then the mind will be stimicum, uh, 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 which according to the dictionary means fixed or motionless like stambika, uh, tranquil or gentle, it will become pacified. If you don't uh, do this uh, of, uh, of association, Krishna um, Chakravarti remarks, "Here's the objection." But we see that even a sage who lives alone develops a disturbed mind. Uh, and he says that's true. <laughs> It arises from previous impressions of seeing a woman. The correct method is described when a person does not direct his senses, prana, uh, to women, the unmoving mind becomes calm. Uh, here in the BBT report, it may be argued that even when closing one's eyes while dreaming or while living in a solitary place, one may remember or contemplate sense gratification. So they take up on the same by theme. Such experience, however, is due to previous sense gratification that one repeatedly saw and heard about. When one restricts the senses from their objects, especially from intimate contact with women, the mind's material propensity will slacken and like fire without fuel eventually uh, uh, die. So this is a kind of purport on Vishwam Chagavarni Thakur. Just, just don't reinforce it and then gradually it'll, uh, it, it can go away. Um, but uh, I, I've noticed sometimes in uh, sometimes getting together with relatives uh, for a kind of compulsory Thanksgiving dinner, although we're not eating the turkey, they are, you know, and people are talking. And many times they talk about previous meals they have enjoyed. <laughs> and then they'll talk about future meals they will enjoy. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, it's really, it's really uh, uh, going on and on and on uh, like that. Uh, So we come to the last verse. Uh, uh, which says, uh, uh, this is the end of the Ayurveda. It started with text 7, goes through 24. So here's his conclusion. Uh, 
Tasmat, the famous Tasmat, therefore, Tasmat Sango Nakaratavya, Rishu Staneshu Chandriyaha, Dusham Sapyavishrabda, Shadvarga Kim Umadisham. Therefore, one should never let his senses associate freely with women or men attached to women. Even those who are highly learned cannot trust six enemies of the mind. What to speak then of foolish persons like me? So this is about avoiding bad association. Uh, uh, therefore, this sangha should never be made three shoe with women, uh, sex objects, or uh, those who are attached. Uh, if you if you're t- attached to women as sense objects, sex objects, sense objects, and you're with a bunch of men who are like that, they'll start talking about the same the same thing, right? Yeah, that'll be the conversation. Um, uh, so. So one who is, you notice this word, vidusham, vidusha, um, one who is wise. Uh, it's a frequently recurring word. Uh, the, the, where scriptures are, according to Jiva Goswami, originate from is vidusha pratyaksha. Uh, here it's uh, intensive vidusha, this is vidusha, but vidusha pratyaksha, the direct perception of the of the wise. Yeah. So then you can't, this Shatvarga, uh, uh, the the group of six, really, Varga, there's a group, uh, the alphabet, the Sanskrit, Shatvarga, the group beginning with C, Shatjajaj, and so on. So there's a Shatvarga there. So this means the group of six. Now there's different ideas of what the reference of that is. The DDT, uh, 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 says, uh, the six enemies of the mind. Uh, and Vishwan Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, the, the, the five, uh, senses, uh, uh, the uh, uh, five senses and the mind. Those are the six senses, the five senses and the mind. Uh, The mind is sometimes classified as a sense of the five knowledge-acquiring senses plus the mind. That's his group of six. But in the BBT, there's another group. I'm sure other commentators have pointed this out. That is the Six enemies of the mind. Kama, Kroda, Loba, Moha, Mada, Matsarya. We've seen this. Prabhupada repeats this list frequently. These are the six sons of Marichi. Here uh, Bhagavatam 10 to 8 in the purport. Uh, the six, these are the six children of, of uh, Devaki that were uh, killed by Kamsa before. And uh, so, karma, lust, 
krodha, anger, lobha, greed or desire, moha, illusion, mada, madness or insanity, matsarya, envy. Those are that. That's the other group of six. So, so that makes 12. <laughs> Look at it that way. Uh, one group is the, 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 the five senses plus the mind. Then from the mind, you have the six sons. <laughs> Those are the enemies. So that's the end, because the next text, uh, 25, begins Sri Bhagavan Avacha. So this is his risk. His continuation now. He's he's been quoting since uh, the uh, the beginning text five. I think this is text five. Uh, began with text this Aila Gita, uh, and, and now he continues. Uh, so so this text twenty five begins now. Now he draws some conclusions. Shri Bhagavan Vacha Ivam Pragayan Padeva Devaha Saur Vashilokam Matobihaya Atmanam Atman Yavagam Yamam Vai Uparya Bachkana Tidutta Moha The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Having thus chanted this song, Maharaj Pururava, eminent among the demigods and human beings, gave up the position he had achieved in the planet of Urvashi. His illusion cleansed, cleansed away by transcendental knowledge. He understood me to be the supreme soul within his heart and so at last achieved peace. Uh, so here it says, in this way, Pragayan uh, singing, this person who is Ripa Deva Devaha. Uh, they translate Devaha as eminent uh, among the Devas and among men. Uh, he was a Deva among the Devas and among men he was a Deva. That's the other way I, to, to see it. So I think we get uh, yeah we get a, a different yeah there oh yeah Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur the king enjoyed among humans and devatas Yipa Deva Deva enjoyed among both okay as he saw it uh, and. Uh, here, there, there's a different kind of different ideas is that anyway. Um, uh, uh, and so, uh, his, um, move, it was Magana, his, his, his uh, moha, his illusion was removed, and Uparamat, Paramat. Uh, here they translate that as he became peaceful. Uh, from Vishnu Chagavardi Thakur, um, uh, 
uh, he translates this. The Supreme Lord said, having thus chanted the song, Maharaj Purnurava, enjoyer among the devatas and human beings, gave up the planet of Urvashi. His illusion destroyed by knowledge, he realized me by bhakti in his mind and gave up his body. Uh, this is what uh, he says in his book, realizing me, the abode of prema, in his mind, by means of bhakti, he gave up his body. Now, but I don't... Anyway, this is the way Manu Swami has translated it. But the last verse, text 35, says, Thus losing his desire to be on the same planet as Urvashi, Maharaj Purururava began to wander the earth free of all material association and completely satisfied with himself. So it says he wandered the earth. So the reason why this is translated this way uh, is because... Um, uh, this word uparamat uparamat uh, the act of ceasing uh, is what it literally means it has nothing to do with bodies uh, uparamat uparama uh, somehow ceasing and where you see this word in the Bhagavatam one nineteen forty three, that's the death of Bhisma. And it says when uh, 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 when Bhishma Dev uh, uh, was lying there, it says he uh, merged here himself in the super soul. Uh, Krishna evam bhagavati mana vak drishti, vritidi, all the activities of his speech and sight and mind into the super-soul. Atmanam avesha, emerging the self in that, he antashwasha, inhaled an uparamat, which is translated in the word-for-word by Prabhupada as became silent. But the translation is, Sutta Goswami says, Thus Bhishma Dev merged himself in the super soul, Lord Sri Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, with his mind, speech, sight, and actions, and thus he became silent and his breathing stopped. <laughs> so so the, uh, the, the word Uparama without a long A, the, long, the first A is not long, means sensation, uh, cessation. So anyway, that's uh, an uparameta. One should cease from material life. This is 11, 11, 21. Uh, 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 when Krishna says, uh, uh, coming to this conclusion of all knowledge, one should give up the false conception of material variety that one imposes on the soul and thus cease one's material existence. So that's uparameta, ceasing one's material existence, which doesn't necessarily mean leaving the body. Uh, uh, and in the, in the purport there, through 11, 11, 21, the word uparameta means that one should stop such fruitless wandering and fix one's mind on the absolute truth, the Supreme Lord, who is the true object of everyone's love. 
So I don't know exactly why this idea that now he gives up his body, since he doesn't do it right now, unless it's kind of, you know, just projecting what happens in the future uh, with him. But at least it means that he ceases his material existence. Uh, uh, the body may go on. Uh, 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 Prabhupada has said that, that devotees who are in this very elevated state, uh, super soul takes charge of their bodies for them. They don't really have to, you know. It, 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 it's, it's, uh, yeah. They, they, they are not, not in it the same way that conditioned souls are in it. Once one is free from entirely the enjoying spirit, the body may go on uh, under the direction of Krishna as long as Krishna uh, wants. So anyway, he achieved peace in this way. Uh, so. This, this idea that, that by Uparama he gave up the body, it could be just foreshadowing after he wanders a while someplace, he, he gives it. But in one sense, it's done. It's, it, because the, the question arises that, that when one becomes completely liberated uh, and all your karma is finished, your body should stop. Right? Because what's keeping us going is your, your past karma. All your karma is done. You're not creating any new karma. And all your previous karma is finished. The devotees should just vanish. The Baladevijabhushana treats this question. He says, no, Krishna keeps them going. Because otherwise there wouldn't be any devotee, great devotees on the planet. So that's, that's how it happens. Okay, so we'll stop there, uh, and uh, we'll pick up again with 26. What happens now from 26 to 34, uh, every verse, verse is at the last, which is the little summary which I've already alluded to. The Lord is now going to extol the association of his devotees. Uh, um, if you're not going to associate with materialists, uh, with members of the opposite sex, for sense gratification, what do you, what do you, you know, what, who's left? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you have to, uh, and this idea of being entirely isolated and alone is, is uh, Maybe maybe people could do it in earlier ages, but it's not very practical. Anyway, so he extols uh, the devotees as the ones that one should associate with. So we'll pick up next next time. I don't know where I'm meeting next week again. Two weeks from now, uh, yeah, going going to uh, yeah out, out of town. Um, uh, so. A uh, week after next, we'll pick up with text number uh, 26. So now, if we have any questions or comments, we'll make it a uh, date for the next one. Yeah, next weekend is Mother's Day and also the Festival of Inspiration of Vrindavan. So that is the 17th will resume of May. Any questions or comments?
nothing very esoteric there, is there? Stuff we all know. Sometimes wish we didn't. Okay. Then, uh, May 17th, we'll resume and uh, the last verses, 26 to 34, plus 35 summary. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada, Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam, Ki Jai.